In this episode of Into the Unknown, Yushuan and I talk about changes and how it affects our everyday life, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, how it might affect us mentally and physically, and also some of the changes that we've both been through over the last 12 to 16 months. All that and more in this episode of Into the Unknown. And as Tupac Shakar says, I see no changes. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? No, you never should. Tune in to this episode. Welcome to the Into the Unknown podcast, the show that dives into all things fitness, politics, mindset, current affairs, sports, and everything in between. With a generous sprinkling of humour, at least on my part, and pop culture, I'm Connor Campbell. And I'm Yushan Sue. So without further ado, plug in, sit back, and enjoy being taken into hey guys welcome back to another episode of into the unknown with uh as you know myself you sean and connor hello how you been i'm good mate it's uh good to be back i don't know why but i always use these analogies i was about to say it's good to be back on the horse what's wrong with me I never used to use these horse analogies. This is a this is an equestrian podcast now. Yeah, it's good to be back on the horse. Uh, I had a, my first race this weekend, and actually, I only <laughs> knocked down two poles, so it was uh, it was rather good actually. Um, Tupac Shakar, my horse, uh, did very well in the dressage. And uh, anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, um, speaking of Tupac Shakur. Yeah, uh, today we're talking about changes. <laughs> we are talking about changes. I think oh, that's my terrible. favorite two pack song, actually. Um, Is it? Yeah, or ambitious as a rider. Yeah, yeah. What about all eyes on me? Ooh, I don't yeah, think he's bit, ever missed. It's quite aggressive that one, you know. Is that a bit too much for you? Yeah, it's a bit too much for me. A bit mate. too angry for me. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I like that one. Needs to calm down. It is a good song, but it's uh, it's the same as "Hit 'Em Up." That's it's a bit aggressive, but oh, changes that's is the one. But changes is uh, it's just smart. The lyrics are just, you know, as yeah. we were singing off air. Um, it's just. I very think you recorded it as well. So I have recorded it. Always yeah. listen back. But I have. changes, changes, and specifically change change that happens to us as people you know change that happens in our lives and how it affects us mentally physically emotionally um because we all experience change you know that's a big part of life and i think it's something that i've wanted actually to talk about with you for quite some time now because especially i'd say in the last year or so both of us have had a lot of change in our lives both expected and planned as well as unexpected and yeah no I, I just think it's a really interesting thing to explore this idea of change whether that be in your environment in your work and your training and anything anything in life and and I think as well I was thinking about this earlier today we learn pretty early I'd say in life that nothing is sort of nothing is permanent and change is inevitable you know like as a kid you learn that 
you grow <laughs> physically if nothing else you grow up and your body's constantly changing you know one second you're able to easily climb all the monkey bars and then suddenly you're like tripping over yourself because you can't you're not used to your limbs changing and being being taller um and then also just just through life you know you move around and you meet people and that sort of thing and um uh yeah i what really interests me though is like how changes in in your life whether that be in work or be in sort of your environment or the people that you're with and that sort of thing how much of an impact it has on your kind of your your mental state because i've found that especially over like i said a lot of has happened to with both of us and our lives in the last year or so but i found that i've had to become sort of more conscious about uh managing change and dealing with dealing with changes in my life even changes that i planned you know changes that you know i put in motion if that makes sense and I, i'm i'm wondering if you yeah have found a similar thing with with what you've been going through um i think now that i look back on it definitely um i it's actually interesting that you bring this up because although i wasn't expecting to do this type of episode where we talk about kind of dealing with change or accepting change one of my friends uh when i told her that i was coming to New York, she's, she was an old PT client, told me that in every change, in every falling leaf, there is some pain, some beauty, and that's the way new leaves grow. Um, and that's from an Indian author. Wow. Uh, and, I, and and it took me a little while to like be uh, figure that out. It's, I'm not, you. I do like quotes, but it's a difficult one if you can't apply it. But I think this one's really pertinent because it kind of proves to you that like, if you need to change something for whatever reason, maybe it's for your job because you need to progress or maybe you're in a relationship where you need to change that for whatever reason, like on the other side, after the pain, it, it will eventually mean that the, their new leaves will grow. You know, like mm. it's always inevitably going to work out in the end. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I know, like, resisting change is, it's such an easy thing for us to fall into the trap of, because for us, or at least for, for me specifically, I I, don't, I wouldn't say I don't like change. I like things the way that they are. And I think the main reason is, is yeah. because I, I sometimes struggle to adapt to new situations in terms of something that doesn't feel too familiar yeah. um and i i wouldn't say that i'm not adaptable i just struggle to come around to the thought of having to kind of start again um especially when you put so much time and effort into relationships or jobs or friendships and and for whatever reason you know you have to move away for a job or like in our situation, uh, moving over to New York, everything feels kind of unfamiliar, even if it's small. Um, but what's really helped us is actually finding something that is 
grounding in a sense, you know. So, for example, we trained in London uh, in a weightlifting gym. And when we came over to New York, we made sure that that was a constant, you know, something that was stable and something that yeah. felt familiar, regardless of whether it was in a different uh, country or a different environment the kind of familiarity of performing those daily habits uh, and being even in an unfamiliar place, having something that you're able to feel familiar with certainly helps. Yeah, uh, That would probably be one of my first things that I picked up on when we moved over here. And journaling's really helped that because you kind of read back I was actually reading my journal back every month. I I write a journal entry pretty much every day, not religiously every day. Sometimes I'll miss it for whatever reason I'm traveling or or something. But then I have a separate journal where I kind of review that month. So I quickly read through my notes and then I review. And it's interesting that the shift has been now because we've become so familiar with this place. Uh it's almost like I, I'm not even mentioning, you know, things like that anymore because you're grounded in mm. two different places. You know, people in here and you know, people over back in the UK. Um, and I think the main yeah. thing has yeah. been the gym. You know, it's something that's familiar, something that's comfortable and and grounding, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I can definitely see that in Yukon. Like, I feel like you and I are both, a bit similar in that sense that we like to stick to a routine yeah and so feel comfortable within this sort of routine that we've developed and in many domains i guess and i feel like this might get a bit deep later on so like i'll keep it quite like, like even like really straightforward ones like for me you know when i'm when i'm competing um and i think i'd I'd imagine you'd be the same in weightlifting or, or similar like you'd have kind of you know we talk a lot about sort of rituals when you're competing or or a sort of a routine that you go through when you're competing that just puts you in the right place mentally and physically yeah and change can be as as sort of straightforward as like you for whatever reason not being able to complete that ritual or complete that routine yeah a competition you know like i like to just things like before i get on the horse i like to i have a set sort of routine of these like hip opening movements that i do um just to get all nice and loosey-goosey and another thing that's part of the routine is that I have, you know, like it's stupid, but like lucky clothes that I wear. Um, and I I remember last year at a competition, I just, I think I forgot to pack those clothes. Like I forgot yeah. to pack the socks. And when I was at a competition, I forgot to pack them or they were in the wash or wherever it was. And then also for whatever reason, we ended up running a little bit late and I just didn't have time when I got to, I didn't have time to like do all my hip opening stretches and movements and stuff before getting on. And, you know, that disruption, like that change in 
the routine and what I'm familiar with felt in my head at the time, like felt like such a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I didn't do my hip openers. Now I'm not going to be able to ride for some reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, like talking about it now, obviously we can see like in reality, it's not that deep. Like I'm sure, I'm sure physically you're fine. You'll cope. Like you've not opened up your hips fully and you've not got your lucky socks, but you'll be grand, you know? Mm. But that's kind of the point I'm trying to get across in this sort of really kind of light hearted example yeah. um, is that the way that we tend to, or at least for myself, the way that I tend to perceive it looking back and reflecting now it has often been very different to how big of a change it actually was, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I actually, there's something that I wanted to touch on as well, which I think you just, I, th I think that's kind of like perspective, right? You mm. know, you kind of look back and you go like, oh, that actually wasn't as difficult as I thought it was. Um, and I think the main thing with, you know, my parents always used to say to me, like, hindsight is a wonderful thing, you know, and yeah. in a lot of respects it is because you can kind of run through through the scenarios of like, what could I have done here? You know, was this the right choice? What steps led me to like here where I am now? You know, you're always going to be kind of wondering, like, if I'd have taken this direction, what if? But I think with perspective, like one thing that really helps me um, is actually sitting in a coffee shop and people watching funnily enough because it kind of when you're sort of sat there and you're looking outside of your situation you're you're able to see that you know without sounding too cliche the world doesn't revolve around you um yeah. and everything is in motion everything is always constantly moving and that's how it should be you know, there's going to be changes that might or may not impact your life. But the longer that you spend worrying about what those changes might be, the less you're actually able to try and make that change adjust to what you need it to. You know, so yeah. for example, let's say you're moving house in four weeks time, but you haven't found a house and you just keep worrying about whether this was the right decision. You've done it now you've made that decision what about two weeks what about two weeks <laughs> <laughs> you know you've made that decision so the best thing that you can do and i know this is this is very difficult and, and even you know the reason that i say this is because i think i find these useful as well to kind of process thoughts and emotions that go through my mind when i'm going through certain changes and you know, changes in the business or moving countries and whatever. But the less time you worry, like keep what the let the more time you worry about what that change is going to incur, the less time you have to actually make that change work for you. Mm. Um, you know, so the example I just gave, you're moving in two weeks time. Yeah, that's going to be stressful. And you're thinking, is it the right decision? Well, like, well, you don't know if it's the right decision or not until that change has actually taken place. And the fact of the fact is you're only really going to know that once you start in that new direction. And ultimately 
the best thing you can do is make, like I just said, make that change work for you. It's not going to be exactly the same as where you are right now in, in your time of life, you know, with the coaches that you have, et cetera, et cetera. But the constants that you have are your horses, your supporters, your sponsors, your team, you know, the stables, even though the environment is different, it's still the same repetitive nature of getting on the horse, yeah. tightening up your tack, like everything. It's all the same thing. So Mate, being you're able learning, to, you're learning, yeah, I'm learning, being able to focus on those very small and seemingly insignificant things actually make a big difference to the overall change because it doesn't really seem that different in the grand scheme of things. Yes. It's not the same place. Yes. You're not seeing the same people every day, but two weeks down the line, it's, it's probably not going to matter that much. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless they've been in your life for a long period of time, you know, for us moving yeah. over to the U S it was very difficult because we made those changes. But like I said, you know, it wasn't, it's not going to be a constant. We're not going to be here forever. And also we have money to fly back. Like we can fly yeah. back and see people if we're desperate and we do, you know, we make an effort to go and see people and we have people come out here and you have those constants and you have those things that are in flux that change and they shouldn't be stagnant. They should always be changing. Um, I don't know yeah. if I got, if you got anything out of that, but. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I think you captured some good sort of, insights there in the yeah like like we said earlier you know change is inevitable and change happens all the time yeah. and i think with what we're both saying is that it seems to be that you know with that given that change is always happening yeah what matters is actually sort of our perspective towards it yeah and our sort of mentality towards change and sort of understanding how to almost like embrace change, mm -hmm. you know, and even if in the beginning, you don't, you don't think that it's change for the better. And yeah, I, I can think of many examples like when, and even, even in sports, you know, like even in training, when you're competing and it's it gets to the point where it's just not been going well and you keep doing the same thing and repeating and it's not been going well and you're not i think we've spoken about it obviously with each other but also i think on here as well before um but that's sort of not going well and 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 you know can, continue trying to do the same thing at a competition one after another and it, you continue to just not get the results that you want yeah and then you take a step back and you're like all right let's reevaluate and let's sort of see what we can change with the training and, and things that we can do a little bit differently and then in the beginning and you know it might be it might not be as drastic as i was as you know moving to a different country altogether but Little, little tweaks in the program maybe some different perspectives different coaches blah blah in the beginning i know that for me because it was all really unfamiliar stuff like a lot of what we were doing 
was very very different to what i was used to yeah and because of that you know i felt even worse with what i was doing yeah um and not just physically like obviously my body wasn't used to it and my body wasn't used to you know maybe a little bit new balance and and sort of slightly different movements that i'm used to but also mentally i'm like i oh, fuck i don't know what i'm doing like i don't know you know I, I feel like even more of a beginner and but sort of going through that process and understanding okay like this is these are the steps i have to go through and this is a sort of ladder that i have to climb in order to get to where i want to get to and it's going to be uncomfortable it's gonna feel unknown and foreign and because of that it doesn't feel easy and it doesn't feel like you know natural um despite those things like i'm still going to trust that process yeah you know that's i think through time we end up seeing more of that in our lives and then realizing oh this is the same thing like you kind of have to trust that process and you mm -hmm. kind of and then extrapolate that to to the rest of my life you know we're from moving countries i keep doing that like moving to different <laughs> countries and yeah. um and you know like changing programs and you know in terms of sort of relationships and things like that like i won't get too much into that but um understanding that change is happening all the time whether you like it or not and embracing it and trusting it and seeing where that takes you i think is very important um and i also loved when you said about like people watching and then yeah. realizing how sort of how big of a world it is you know and the world doesn't revolve around you i had the weirdest thing last night bro like <laughs> I'm not I'm not even lying like I wasn't going to bring this up but like I went to bed last night and I shut my eyes and I just had the weirdest feeling of I just felt I don't know how to describe it I felt so I've felt really really small and like I know I haven't been to the gym in a while but like that's not what I mean <laughs> I, I just felt really small and insignificant not in a negative way like I just it was almost like my third eye like a third person view looking at myself lying in bed yeah but super super zoomed out like really you know zoomed out from far away and i just felt like i was tiny i don't, I don't know why or how that came about but i just kind of lie there and i was like wow like i really Nothing. none of us none of us are shit like yeah nothing really matters nothing really matters yeah yeah exactly <laughs> there's actually a stoic exercise that i sometimes do which is called a view from above which is actually i picked up from ryan uh ryan holiday uh which is it, it's kind of similar to what you're talking about and it's sort of designed to remind you about how small you actually are not insignificant just small in terms of the fact that how large the world is and how in motion it always is and mm. and also how little some important things actually matter yeah in the grand scheme of things and it kind of gives you a sense a sense of the bigger picture so the way that i do that is i'll pick a song um and then 
like sometimes I'll kind of do it with some breathing exercises. Uh, and I can always give people like the kind of steps to do this, but basically what I do is I imagine that I'm stood on the top of a building, right? And the first thing I do is I zoom out so I can see myself stood on the top of a building and I can see the other buildings around me. Then I zoom out even further and I can see the city. And then I zoom out even further and I can see the country. And then I zoom out even further and I can see the continent and then the planet and then the universe. And I know that sounds super kind of cheesy, uh, but basically I haven't got to the point where it's super in depth. I've only managed to get out to like the planet so far, but like, I'm What's just further kinda... than that. Are you meant well, to go the, even the, further? the universe? Apparently. You don't and even I'm know like, what that looks like. Exactly. I don't even know what that looks like. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I had a very weird, I don't know what it was, but I imagined that I was in a building, right? This is going to sound very, very strange. And I had no idea what the building was. And when I zoomed out, I realized that I was in Baghdad in Afghanistan, right? <laughs> super, super, super strange. I don't know why I was there. Because usually... Have you Homeland? No, I haven't. Right? <laughs> I zoomed out, okay? And really, really weirdly, when I zoomed out, I was almost there, like, in the middle of shock and awe. Like, you know... Yeah. America's uh, main kind of campaign into the Middle East. And I was just thinking, like, what is going on? Like, why am I here? This is so strange. And I don't even, I still, to this day, I don't really, this was like four days ago, and I don't really know why I was there. Um, and I don't, I'm not even sure why I'm bringing it up, but I just found it really, really strange because <laughs> in that, in that one specific moment, it really put into perspective that you could be living quite comfortably in America or Ireland or London, right? And on the other side of the world, in the same time, there's a war going on. You know, and the amount of change that they are, and I'm not saying that your change is insignificant, but I'm just saying that in yeah, terms yeah, of perspective, yeah. you know, and it just, I just found it really strange. I found it really, really odd that for some reason my brain decided to focus on that one specific thing. And after that, nothing else mattered. Like everything that was worrying yeah. me that day was just like, oh, well, could be worse. <laughs> you know? that's powerful bro. <laughs> could be worse that is like that is really powerful though it was so to weird to think that whatever shit you think you're dealing with or you are dealing with at the exact same moment there's other people dealing with more shit probably worse you know yeah um that's, yeah that is that is good it was it was honestly it was crazy that's not like putting other people down like oh no, my no. shit's not that bad because you're going through worse shit but understanding that perspective of sort of you know there's always stuff happening there's always change around and for better or for worse and but i kind of want to go back to sort of <laughs> yeah you know, let's, dealing let's move with away from own... baghdad <laughs> <laughs> back to where we are yeah dealing with our own <laughs> own changes and our own sort of how to manage that yeah um i 
because I have a really bad habit, I'd say, of sort of not, well, I'd make a decision and make a change of some sort, whether it be like we spoke about earlier with sort of changing my program and changing the way I train, blah, blah, um, to, you know, bigger things like moving to a different country or, or you know, moving to a different trainer and a different system those sorts of things i do a lot of things without thinking about it like i make i make these decisions without really putting much thought i'd say into actually what are the consequences of doing this like what are the challenges i'm going to face how i'm how am i going to cope with it and how is it different like what are the changes realistically from one place to another or, or like one environment or another if that makes sense and so then I just find myself sort of throwing myself into this new environment or this new program or whatever it is without having really prepared myself to to deal with the sort of yeah the stuff that comes with it do you know what yeah. I mean yeah um and then have to kind of backpedal and scramble a bit and be like oh shit actually i'm faced with this this and this and i wasn't really prepared for this but okay what am i gonna do now uh, i don't know if you do the same thing or you know like or i feel like you'd put a lot more thought into things than i do um i would say i do in certain aspects you know like if prime example of this is when I started the business you know I spent so long yeah. planning it and actually you know this is where having friends who not not kind of just know about you but don't like they have your best interests at heart and they aren't just going to tell you what you want to hear you know they're actually mm. going to tell it straight and I remember that three distinct people told me the exact same thing was you um and I'm pretty sure that it was my mum or my dad. And they said, you could spend as long as you want planning, but if you don't take action, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really have a plan for this, for the business. I, I didn't, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't really have a plan. And that was one of the first times that I had never really, even now when we go on holidays, like I have to meticulously plan things. You know, really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. One of those, it... like, pull out the itinerary. Yeah, but, you know, honestly, the reason why is because I I almost had a meltdown when we came, when we came out here because I didn't know where we were going to live. M was handling all that. Mm. Um, for those that don't know, I suffer from mild ADHD. It's not bad, but sometimes it can, you know, dealing with certain situations, you know, it it, it, it exacerbates the symptoms. And if I don't have a plan, my mind is so chaotic. I can't think about anything. I can't yeah. work. And so I need to have some things in place that allow me to kind of roughly guide through my day, my week, my year, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it was, yeah, it was one of the first times where I didn't have a plan and I was like winging it. Even now, sometimes we do stuff and we just wing it. And yeah, it's not the best kind of business strategy, but we know where we want to go. We know what we're trying to do. We have good people around us. We trust ourselves. 
And I think, to be honest with you, what I'm trying to get at is I think there's value in having both. I think there's definitely value in throwing caution to the wind and just making a change without thinking about it. But at the same time, there is also value in having those plans and then being able to kind of execute it. But the difficulty is, like, you have to somewhat be flexible. Like, you have to learn to accept that, that there's there's unpredictability in the world and that's just the world you you there's always going to come a time where there's unexpected events in your life that happen and i think the main reason that comes from is because we have expectations of what that change might incur but you have no idea yeah. what it would incur you know like and so what, what i'm saying is i i actually think that probably another reason why we get on so well is because I do meticulously plan a lot of things. Um, whereas you, you know, you generally don't, you kind of, I wouldn't say you <laughs> wing it, but you just, you just go. With I wing it, bro. I wing but, it. But I, I think that the, I think that really is like, it's not necessarily a coping strategy, you know, cause I, I have known people that don't plan because, they just don't want to think about it until it gets to the point where they have to make a decision. I think that's a bit bit different, but I think it it's just interesting that people can go through their life and these big changes come about and they don't seem to get that stressed, you know, because they're just yeah. so flexible. They're open to the idea of change and they're kind of able to keep an open mind is the biggest thing. Um, yeah. You know, because what's the point in worrying if you don't know what you're actually worrying about? Yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely resonate with that. And and whether it's a conscious thing or not, I don't find myself getting that stressed about, about big change happening in my life. And, but then when it comes to sort of come back and bite me in the ass a bit sometimes is when I haven't sort of preempted the kind of you know what the change entails you know change of environment you know things that i'm not familiar with people who i'm not people who i'm not familiar with and how that that might affect me um whether it be mentally you know i i feel a bit more sort of not as confident in what i'm doing or or i've you know in a different environment like maybe it's different work to what i'm used to and and i feel again like not as sort of i want to say like secure in what i'm doing if that makes sense yeah um and you know those things to be honest have an effect on you physically as well you know um when you're sort of whole routine gets shifted a little bit even little things like you know we talk a lot about recovery and eating and sleeping and that sort of thing it it goes sometimes it kind of goes out the window because all of a sudden i'm like overwhelmed by oh shit like there's a lot of different things happening here there's a lot of change that actually what i should be holding on to the constants of my routines and things yeah. that i know work for me like i just don't do it because i'm just i don't know why like i just end up 
not doing it because there's just too much other shit happening as well. And obviously that has a bit of an adverse effect. Again, it's a bit of a cycle. Um, so I think for me, it, it, it is important and I sh- want to get better at doing it. It is important to sort of, when you're making a kind of a decision to change something or move somewhere or anything like that, to kind of understand what that change actually entails and, and sort of what the reality of the new thing is, the, the reality of the new environment or the new job or the new training program whatever it is and kind of think to myself like what are the things within that that could affect me or have an impact on me you know that could shake me a little bit yeah and what am I going to do to sort of try to manage that or stabilize that and for me that's sort of having the constants having some kind of routine set in place doing things and that I know will work for me. Um, whether it's as simple as, you know, like having a call with you once a week, you know, yeah. or or having still putting aside 30 minutes every evening to, to meditate or, you know, do my stretches or things like that. Just things that little things that I know work for myself will help in a new environment or whatever, whatever change I'm experiencing. And then also, I think it's really important to realize and understand and accept that sort of you can, you know, you can obviously preempt these things and you can sort of guess what to expect and how you're going to react and that sort of thing. But in reality, there's always going to be things that you don't expect. Yeah, there's always, always curveballs there's always sort of the unknown yeah what's gonna happen and i think i'm starting to learn now to just roll with the punches a bit and and kind of accept that and and embrace it even and and sort of be able to look back and reflect on like oh actually that happened and i was expecting that but i still gained something out of it you know what i mean yeah, and I think there's a lot of value in that as well. It's it's something that you need to continually revise because with every new change, with every new kind of circumstance that happens that's different, there's going to come a time where you need to go, okay, well, what can I con- what can I control? What can't I control? Uh, one of my favorite books is written by Viktor Frankl, who's you know, uh, an Auschwitz survivor uh, wrote a book called A Man's Search for Meaning. And he actually first came up with this idea of like control the controllables, which people now use a lot, you know, clarify what you can control, clarify what you can't control. And actually you'll find that a lot of those things that you think you can't control, you probably can you know, and the things that you can't control actually conceivably don't matter as much as the things you can, you know, like, and I think it, it does depend on context. Like it, it very much depends on what that change, what that change is, you know, how it occurs, uh, what it involves or who it involves. If it's other people, then it's obviously very different because ultimately you can only really control kind of yourself. But one of the things that, that I've noticed and you touched on really well is like this podcast, 
you know, finding people who understand and are willing to, or are able to kind of help you deal with those transitions easier. I don't think that if I had didn't have M, you know, move out here, my wife, and also you with me do the podcast, I don't think that transition would be easy. I don't think it would have been easy at all, if I'm honest with you. Like, I really think I would have struggled, even with the things that we spoke about at the start, with, you know, finding something familiar and having some perspective, like sitting in the coffee shop in New York and just watching people go by and realizing, like, shit, like, there's so much motion in life. But I think finding people who understand that and they're able to kind of make that transition easier for you is certainly something that I have lent on a lot with some big changes in my life with the business, with moving here, deciding which university I want to go to, you know, all those sorts of things. You don't realize it at the time, but actually there have been people in your life that have been pivotal within those decisions that have said either, I think you should do this, or what do you think you should do? Or even just as simple as like, listen, dude, you've made that decision, stick with it. But just so you know, regardless of the outcome, mm. I'm going to be here to kind of help you and support you, whatever that might be. And I think that's really important when you're going through those kind of changes, because like you said, if it's unpredictable, if it's unknown, that person that's supporting you is the controllable. That is the person that's grounding you and is able to kind of help you have the strength or the courage to go through those changes because if they believe in you then you should believe in yourself because it's like they're not doing it because they want you to like them they're doing it because they believe in you Uh, hopefully they are you know we spoke about that a couple of podcasts ago about you know this idea of kind of fostering and cultivating good friendships um yeah Yeah, i just think it makes it easier to handle you know Definitely, like having having the right people around you, having a troop, you know. Yeah, and for sure. Again, I think we're both quite similar in that sense that we're we like people, or you know, we yeah. have people that we like that we are very close with, and and I think that for me is a big part of any environment that I put myself in is having you know people who i know are in my corner regardless yeah. of what's going on you know and i also wanted to to talk a little about like i don't know what your thoughts are on this and cuz you know when we talk about well, we've been talking obviously this episode about changes in life and and a lot of it is sort of our own decision like we decide to make a change yes and the, the sort of decisions that we make and then we i think it's just so common in our vocabulary that we use it all the time but we say like we've made the right decision or the wrong decision whereas thinking on a lot of the decisions i made again with like moving to different places or changing my training program or finding different coaches or blah blah, blah i don't think there's ever like a right or wrong decision like everything you do has sort of good bits and bad bits and it's basically just a decision and then you've got the consequences like i don't think i can ever pin down 
I don't think I can look back at something and be like, yeah, that was the wrong decision or that was the right decision. Maybe, maybe I've just not had that yet, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this goes back to something that we spoke about off air. Um, or I even said, this is like, you could spend as long as you want planning, but if you don't act, then you're not really going to do anything. You know, like the most difficult thing is, is a decision to act. Um, once you've made that decision, whether it's right or wrong, the rest is just, you know, f- fighting through it and doing what you can. You can control yourself. You can control the way that you act. But everything else outside of that, the process and the procedure of those changes won't won't change unless unless you can control yourself um and i think you're right like maybe maybe when you've made a decision and in the interim like acutely you're very much like oh god that was a wrong decision you know but over time i think as time passes you begin to kind of well it's not really about whether it was a right or a wrong decision you know, it's about whether that decision was right at that moment in time or yeah, wrong at that yeah. moment in time. And you have that time to be able to decide if it comes up again, which it probably won't, what would you do? Um, you know, it's uh, I can't, there's loads of these little kind of games and stuff that that we used to do at school where it was like you can either choose to save 100 people or whatever it is, one person or something like that. Do you you know what I mean? Those kind of like decision games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always used to hate those because it used to paralyze me. I used to be like, well, (laughs) I can't make a decision. But ultimately, regardless of the decision you make, you're either going to make people happy or make people angry. There's always going to be people that don't agree with your decision. Mm. But at, at the end of the day, the decision you make is yours whether that's right or whether it's wrong in other people's eyes, that's not up to you. That it's your decision, you know? So I think, again, it comes down to having that perspective of, yeah, you thought it was the right decision to save a hundred baby ducks versus one big duck, you know, like <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like you've made that decision. You saved a hundred baby ducks, live with it. You know, what can you do now? You can focus on, Something else. I don't even know why baby ducks came into my mind, but you know, <laughs> um, I know that's very much a um, very much a stoic kind of thing. Is you cannot influence other people's decisions. You know, the right. It doesn't matter whether it's the right or the wrong decision. There's always going to be people that don't agree with you. Hundred um, percent. That's fine. <laughs> that's their problem, unless it's pressing <laughs> a button to launch a nuclear missile. That's probably the wrong decision, but again, you know, you could probably <laughs> uh, people could probably argue that it might be the right decision at some point in time. Who knows? You know, ultimately, well, the decision is yours, Donald yeah. Trump. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you say, ultimately, the decision is yours, and change is constant and change is inevitable. And yeah, no, I, I'm glad we you know, shared these experiences and talk, you know, 
talked a bit about sort of how changes have sort of impacted us and things that we do kind of to manage ourselves more than anything within these changes and yeah hope you guys enjoyed that as well and can take something out of it and yeah the decision is yours the decision is yours the decision has been made listen to into the unknown podcast thanks for tuning in i'll catch you in the next one peace (laughs) thank you so much for joining us into the unknown uh if you want to connect with us and get in touch you can find out more about me at stoke strength systems on instagram and connor lift stuff for my business page and you can find me at at yushan.su.eventing on instagram Yushan Su Eventing on Facebook and suyushaneventing.com. And if you want to get a bit more engaged uh, with our community and you liked this episode, please like and subscribe, uh, follow on the on, on Spotify. And we'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode's topics. So please drop them in the comments. Catch you next week.